0: FOREVER! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories to Tell tell on the Pod. It is a spooky little funny little podcast. It's hosted by two little scared little... Little scal- scallions? Scared little scallions. I, the idea is to let you know what the podcast is about. It's my turn today to tell you. And we're scallions. We're like regular onions, but thin. And Yes, we're extremely thin. And if you cut our heads off and put our asses in water, <laughs> we make ourselves over again, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andrew and I, um, we love ghosts. And we love ghost stories. And that was ultimately what made us friends many years ago.
1: And now we are professionals. We have a podcast. We're doctors. We are. We are doctors. We are. We are doctors. And we are. We do house calls. We do. Um, I've called a house. <laughs> I have called several houses just to say I'm a doctor. Yeah. Uh, again, we've already gone off the rails because it's once again so exciting to be doing this in person.
0: It's crazy. Friend to friend. It feels really good. We're vaccinated. We're two <laughs> weeks out. If you're scared of getting the vaccine,
1: don't. Oh my gosh.
0: Don't. No. no get, be, it. get it. Don't be scared. Don't be, don't be
1: scared. Get the
0: vaccine. We're taking a hard line stance. Anti-vax. I heard it worked out for Joe Rogan. I'm considering the same.
1: This is why Anna and I never became madmen because everything, <laughs> every, all, the, all the syntax of everything would be way off. Oh like, my god. This this cigarette is good for your kids. I mean, sorry. Um I mean and they're like, why did you apologize? And why did you put it on the poster? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anna, and it is a Monday.
0: It's a Monday.
1: And on Mondays, we read from the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series collected by Alvin Schwartz with drawings by Stephen Gamble. Yes. Um, we are. We have discussed this before that we're entering kind of into the territory where there still are some classics that we have yet to uh, go through. And then there are some kind of forgotten ones. There's a lot of comedic ones. It's, um,
0: it's a lot like um, when you haven't done laundry in a while. And yes. sometimes you're wearing something too formal or too casual. But then you'll still find like, oh my God, this jumpsuit I forgot about.
1: And you'll go somewhere and somebody be like, oh you look fantastic in that. And then it makes it into your new rotation. And then sometimes it's,
0: and some of the clothes are kind of racist. You're just (laughs) avoiding them.
1: (laughs) That happens. That happens.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Anytime those stories come up, it's just
1: (laughs) uncomfortable noise. Yeah. We all know they're coming. We're trying to figure out the best way to approach them. Um, I'm sure we will figure out something. If you have any ideas, please let us know. Please. Someone, someone help. Help us, help. Uh, but Anna, that is not the case today. I, I think I'm going to say this now, and then we'll realize there's some horrible, outdated thing in here. But I think this one's pretty safe. Okay, cool. Um, this is a jump scare story, which we always want to give you the heads up. I'm not going to suddenly scream and and startle you. That is not a good uh uh, uh medium for podcast. Like podcast,
0: it's a weird thing to do.
1: Yes, and podcasts are a bad medium for suddenly me yelling at you. You know, um. Anna, this story is called The Walk. Oh, careful, the
0: ladybird heard that. She'll get excited.
1: She did. Oh, my gosh. The W-A-L-K. <laughs> Thank you. My uncle was walking down a lonely dote. Let me try that again. <laughs> a lonely,
0: <laughs> a, lonely a
1: lonely dote. My uncle was walking down a lonely dirt road one day. He came upon a man who also was walking down that road. The man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at the man. The man was scared of my uncle, and my uncle was scared of that man. But they kept on walking, and it began to get dark. The man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at the man. The man was very scared of my uncle, and my uncle was very scared of that man. But they kept on walking, and they came to a big woods. It was getting darker, and the man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at the man. The man was really scared of my uncle, and my uncle was really scared of that man. But they kept on walking, and deep down into the woods they went. It was getting darker, and the man looked at my uncle, and my uncle looked at the man. The man was terrible scared of my uncle, and my uncle was terrible scared of... And truly Ladybird did just do it. <laughs> it I'm supposed to Come scream here. right now.
0: Come here. Okay, what would the scream sound like? <laughs>
1: there, you go. there you go. That's yeah. the scream of the man who screamed in my face on the subway for an hour and a half straight. Yeah. Oh my God. Very scary. A bone tingler. A bone tingler. Also, is this about cruising in Central Park?
0: It I- is. <laughs> this is my favorite part of Angels in America. I have to say. They were <laughs> terrible scared.
1: I, I burned your dinner in the oven. And your oven's <laughs> not my dinner. My dinner was fine. And you Sorry. just keep saying that until you scream.
0: We just say the entire angels. In
1: the <laughs> Anna, Listen, if you look at Anna and I, you know, we immediately in every acting class we've ever been in, we're like, you're Harper, you're Joe. That's yep. how it's working.
0: Yep. Um. Yes. I unfortunately have watched this several times in quarantine now and i
1: it's perfect. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, well.
0: Anyway, wow. This story. What a
1: weird one.
0: It's so weird. It's one of those where you want to be like, um the what is the lesson here? Yes. And the lesson could be like men need to communicate with each other better. <laughs>
1: it's true. This is a story about <laughs> male friendship. Yes, and and I think there's something it's a little more accessible because we're talking about an uncle and sometimes when we're talking about dads, uh, we bring a lot of emotional baggage to it and an uncle feels a little bit outside of us.
0: I was going to say my favorite part of the story is the power <laughs> of starting with the phrase my uncle, <laughs> yeah. the, f- the power that that has, the absolute like boldness of telling a story. First of all, yes, you're, you're commanding the floor. Mm-hmm. You're getting attention because these stories again, were written to be read out loud. Yes. They're in the oral tradition. They were passed down that way. They're written down for you to read to your friends, especially this one that has like a jump scare. Yeah. Starting a story with my uncle. Right. You're either going to end up with a motorcycle. It's going to be about fishing. <laughs> it's going to be something sort of you got in an argument with them, yeah. but this is just about a time. My uncle
1: was scared. It's a, and I think there's what I really love about this. We've, yeah, we've talked very often about like the way these stories are written are purposefully sparse so that a child can remember and memorize them. Mm-hmm. And there's something about this one, which I, I very much can imagine a child telling this story to other children in a way where you're like, is this kid just bad at telling stories or is something incredibly scary about to happen? You know what I mean?
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. And also like, again, with these stories, it's interesting. Like a lot of them I've never heard out loud before. Yeah. Um, uh, because I would just read them alone in my parents' bedroom was <laughs> my favorite place <laughs> to read scary
1: stories for some
0: reason. Cause there's <laughs> a lot of mirrors and it felt scary in there. Um, and, uh, I was just reading these jump scares. I wasn't saying them to a bunch of friends. It would just be like picturing myself in a circle going, eh. <laughs> um, but hearing it out loud, and especially hearing it from my good friend Andrew Farmer, a well. wonderful actor, the voice of an angel, oh. like they make sense to me in a way that I just haven't had appreciation for these stories before. Yeah. That, like, why is it so repetitive when you're reading it? Is how I thought about it. And now hearing it, it was like, it's lulling you into this state, like clinkity clink, and like, right the last one of we your, Oh, it was a woman, old skin and bone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like it, it gets you where you're listening to it. Nothing's really happening, but the, ah, it interrupts the rhythm. It right. like shakes you out of that
1: state. And the relief of, I mean, these stories are great in that, like, they just don't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. And very often they don't. Right. Um, and I think like, I think that this happens. I mean, this happens with everyone, but especially kids and hearing scary stories, they do kind of go into this trance, which I think is, I think is like part of it is like, Gently disassociating so that they they Don't get too scared you know what I mean They have to just be like I don't have a body anymore You know like um, and that was How I was in listening to the audio Tapes of these books where it's like right. We would listen to them on road trips And I think like I was watching You know like trees and cars go By as it would happen and I don't even know that I was Listening to the content of them It was almost like Isolation chamber like I was Imagining how things looked And with this one I have zero recollection of this being in the audio tape, Um, but I feel like it's kind of begging to become a song, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: It feels very much lyrical.
0: It feels like a sort of Florence Welch song.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Or the redhead who's on American Idol right now who's a lot like
1: Florence Welch. Wow. Listen, I... Anna's been watching American Idol again. I got
0: into it, my friends.
1: Were you watching it in like the early 2000s? No, I just was absorbing
0: it through osmosis the way we all were, where <laughs> it was just, it was so aggressively present, like Survivor, where you just couldn't get away from it. We do like camp skits about wow. it. Wow. But like, uh, no, I never watched it until this year when it accidentally started auto playing on
1: Hulu after I, something
0: else I was watching. And now I'm
1: like hooked. Uh, just when I got my physical this week. In the, in the office, in the doctor's office, the movie from Justin to Kelly was playing. <laughs> How weird is that? It's shocking. What a strange movie to play in
0: oh a doctor's God. office waiting room. I picture your doctor's office, this, the secretary just putting in a VHS every morning. And that's the <laughs> only one they have. <laughs> or the, <laughs> it's shown to have therapeutic qualities.
1: Yeah. Or what if they were like, we didn't play any video. Like it's entirely just like <laughs> TV me. is unplugged. I know. <laughs> 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 That's a good ghost story. I think oh <laughs> that my gosh. could happen. And then, like, what for each person? Like, if you were looking at a blank TV set that had been unplugged in the 1980s, like, what would the what would the VHS UCB? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I what think is, another thing about this. Well, we should talk about the illustration, okay. which is one of my favorite. One of one of. I get Steven it mixed Gale's up best. with Hello, Kate. It is a similar, it's tree-based. Okay. It's a tree-based illustration. Let me pull it up. Tree
0: fans are screaming right now. They're gagging. <laughs> um, oh,
1: it is entirely beautiful. Stephen Gamble roots. And um, and the th- there's a huge moon in the distance and then two shadowy figures immersed in fog. Yes. Um, one would assume the closest one is the uncle based on the familiarity.
0: Yeah. He seems like the protagonist. Right.
1: But- uh, what I love about this is it's a story about two men who are scared of each other. Like yeah. it's not that the man is scary and it's not that the uncle is scary. It's entirely just that like these two people are scared of each other and that in, right. it, in its own way is scary.
0: Right. Let's do, yeah. Do, naturally just segueing into what's scary about the story. It's scary that you're waiting for the scary thing to happen. Yes. But I have to say, Andrew, and you and I relate to this and feel this all the time. And I will say this with my dying (laughs) breath. It is scary to be scared. Wow. Wow. And, and, and And honestly, thank you. And that's what I said. (laughs) And I said that, um, it, it's scary to be scared,
1: like the the fear of how scared you are. I have you had this. Have you had this experience before, Anna? Where you are somewhere kind of isolated, and there is another person, and you do feel that each of you are scared of each other.
0: Yes, I, it feels like oh god, one of us has to murder the other. I guess just to <laughs> sort of satisfy this expectation. Yeah, like a lot of like late night on the subway, um, like it reminds me. This story reminds me of the most scared i've ever been in my life up to that point which was in 4th grade we took a field trip to Comset which is a state park on long island oh wow and chris went yes we went to the same elementary school and it was this sort of rate of passage where we'd stay overnight in some like historical house with like sleeping bags on the floor and there was something called the trust walk <gasps> Where I'm sure it was couched in some sort of like absolutely bastardized, like <laughs> white colonizer, like the native Americans would do this. The end. Like, I don't know. And then we taught where...
1: them important things and they said, you know what? We're going to go to Canada. This land is a gift to you.
0: Yes. Yeah. And that's what we did. We gave, we, yeah. we hashtag land back. Um, <laughs> no.
1: But, uh, but like.
0: They were like, I can't even, I think we maybe learned how to like light a fire. There was some mountaineering. I Remember there was like, or not mountaineering, but like outdoorsing. There was, we learned how to use a compass. And then at night we did this trust walk, which was um, one by one. We go into the woods. We went to sleep at like kid bedtime. And then at midnight they woke us up and we went out to the middle of the woods and we lined up on a path. And one by one, they had us walk in the pitch black by oh. ourselves.
1: And I know.
0: I'm remembering this now as I'm telling you, Andrew. Chris, you did this? I did. You did. I loved it. Oh! Wait, come here. What? Hold on. Oh, we can't hear you unless you're on the mic. You oh, did and you loved
1: it. I did. It was my favorite thing. Um, what? I think it was all about like listening for the owls and nature and whatnot. <laughs> and I remember, I think we were in classes of like 20 and probably three or four people opted out of doing it. And I felt terrible that they didn't get to because it was so cool.
0: Okay. Uh, it's news to me that you could opt out. That feels new. <laughs> Dear listener, Chris and I are two years apart. And this feels like a, feel like a couple of <laughs> Yeah. Well, leading up to it, the fear, it's scary to be scared. The fear of doing it was it put me out of my mind. I don't think I learned anything for the month leading up to the, the wow. comm set trip because there was like, Oh, you're going to do the test walk. And my older brother had done it. Cause we went to the same elementary school. And like, I remember we were on our way out and I had my fingernails gripped into the pile of the carpet. I was <laughs> holding onto the floor yeah, no. because I was so fucking scared. Oh, And they were like, well, if you're too scared, I can't even remember if it was if there was an opt out, but it was just like everyone's doing it. So even if you, <laughs> you tell a fourth grader like it's okay if you're too much of a baby, yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us are doing it, but you want to opt, you want to self elect to be the outcast. Like that's become a legal no. obligation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the same trip where
1: they had the bus drive by the uh, home of who was it? Billy Joel at the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Long Island Island is its it's own country.
0: That that was history that we learned that Long Island was formed by a glacier (laughs) and then it was Billy Joel's houses. Oh my God. But anyway, you go and like they'd space you out like 50 feet or whatever. And Mm. like there's nothing's going to happen. I'm sure like I was 10 so it felt like you were walking a mile in the woods. I'm sure it was like. (laughs) less than a football field but like football field sporty girl Mm. um but it was just like being in a black velvet box it was so dark you couldn't see anything and I didn't hear any owls my friend I heard (laughs) literally just the blood in my ears it was so scary and then I got to the end and it was fine and I don't remember having any sort of like and now I did it and I conquered like I I you'd think that I'd have that memory of like, I'm so excited. I did it. I think I was just so traumatized by the fear leading up to it. that It just didn't. It didn't. Uh,
1: it was not a cathartic experience. That is, I, I mean, I'm amazed. That sounds like a thing that I'd read in a book. About kids from like the fifties. I'm amazed that (laughs) still happens.
0: Andrew, I have to tell you that telling you this, I didn't realize how fucked up that (laughs)
1: is until right now. I'm sure it built character, but mostly it just broke me. Oh my god. Well, see, cause I guess I've had moments like you were mentioning on the subway or like walking home alone at night, specifically in New York, where it's like, I recognize that if someone can hear my footsteps, it's a scary thing for them and I'm um but I'm realizing as a kid, I when I um, would have surgeries on my feet, I would go to the Dupont Institute, which is uh, fully looks like it should be a very haunted children's hospital in Wilmington, Delaware. Good the the exterior of the it's gorgeous during the day, but the exterior <laughs> of the grounds are a stone wall, and at the top are broken glass shards. What? Which in my head. I don't know. I think in my head, I was like, in case someone wants to sneak in and hurt the kids, like, uh, but I'm sure it must've been decorative, but they was were like a mural, like colored shards of glass. Okay. Um, but, and there was this huge, there's like this huge tower inside of it that like my, I was, as a very little kid, I was very much obsessed with the wizard of Oz, which good God, I'm a yep. stereotype. Um, <laughs> But it, it like looked like the witch's castle to me. And but the the hospital itself is is beautiful and very updated. But there are certainly elements of it that are very creepy. And it feels like it should be haunted, but there are no ghost stories concerning it. But there was one time. It
0: feels impossible.
1: I mean, come on, there have to be. We have to just be hiding. I guess they're the just kids. not
0: telling the kids. You know, it's haunted, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Count back from ten.
1: <laughs> but but when when I would have physical therapy, um, normally it would be like very busy, like lots of kids in beds. Um, but one time I'd gotten in very early in the morning and it was still kind of like dim outside and um, the physical therapist left and I-, I was alone in the room. But the physical therapist left and I was just sort of sitting there. And again, I'm like in kind of like a white robe with in like a white bed with like a sheet pulled up to me. And um, and then from like way down the physical therapy room, I heard like, <laughs> And there was another kid like at the way far end of the room. And we were just looking at each other. And in my head, I was like, well, this is a ghost for sure. Like definitely a ghost. Yeah. And he was looking at me, I'm sure like, well, that's a ghost. (laughs) And (laughs) we didn't really say hi to each other. There was just this sort of mutual respect of like two people who assume the other one's a ghost nodding to each other. Um, I will say I never did see that kid again.
0: Uh, yeah, he
1: was a ghost, Andrew. Yeah, as I'm saying it now, I'm realizing he probably was. Um, but when it comes to this story, yeah, it, it, it' very scary to realize that everyone is frightened of one another. Right. Um, who would we cast?
0: God, who's an uncle?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, Seth Rogen has big uncle energy.
0: That's so interesting. I never think of him as being scared. That's right. But he's, that's good. That would be cool for him. Yeah. I
1: would love to see that new color.
0: Yeah. I, I mean,
1: we, we, we cast Sam Richardson so often, but no, he, he seemed, feels so right.
0: I could see him saying the phrase terrible scared.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: who else? Um,
1: uncle. I mean, w- in, interestingly, Jane Lynch gives big uncle energy. Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah. She rough and tumble. Yeah. Know. Um, She could teach a kid about a skill.
1: Um, Uncle's not a gender. It is a state of mind. (laughs) It's a state of mind. Yeah. Merch, baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Get the merch. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I could
0: see like, um, God, who is it? Oh, John Bass from Miracle Workers. Oh
1: yeah. John is so funny. He plays
0: scared. Some people play scared. Well, I think, I think
1: we like people who play scared. Well, because that shows vulnerability.
0: What is that?
1: I think, I think, I think we like vulnerability. I think we also like ex exaggerated, but earnest, uh, scared because we're like, well, surely I don't look that silly when I'm scared. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah. Or it's like, it, it just makes you relate to the character. Cause you're like, I've right. been scared before.
1: Um, yeah. I, that's what I, I, I love. It is a very, to, to act scared well in movies is such a good quality to have yes. because it's not screaming very often. Cause that's, it's not, it's the eyeballs. It's all it's the, mouth. Carol Kane is so good at being scared. She's 80%
0: eyeballs. Oh my God. Yeah. And 20% mouth
1: <laughs> acting is eyes and mouth. <laughs> it, Take my class. I feel so worried I, 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 because I yeah. have, I have canonically small eyes. Um, and I mean, one of the harshest reads of my life was, um, I was doing a shoot and it, oh, an amazing uh, wig artist who worked for the Seth Meyers show and who worked mm-hmm. at SNL. Um, She was fitting me for like s- several wigs and she was like, huh, you know, it, it, you look, you look fine in wigs. Cause it's funny because when you walked in, I thought he does not have a good face for wigs. And I was like, Oh, it just oh, like hurt me so deeply. She didn't know who she was talking to. And then once we got the wigs on, she was like, okay.
0: Well, she's like a, a, like, top neurosurgeon of diagnosing who has wig face.
1: Oh yeah. She's great. At and it. she
0: sees a lot of people got a face for wigs. And this is a skill that I am now unwantedly developing <laughs> is when people have a face for wigs.
1: But what is it? What, what I from your observation? I think It
0: varies. Um, I think loosely like, I can't even like, I think maybe faces that are really long are harder. um, like things that are rounder, so I think it's like when the wig hangs off the sides of your head, it looks faker. Like the more it comes into contact oh. with your head, so like if you have more of a, I don't. I, it's like kind of a je ne sais quoi quality. Right, right. It's like, I don't know how to put it. It's like it's a like a music. It's a beautiful woman. <laughs> I think there is some wigs in this city. Thank you, wig. Thank you, face. <laughs> If you do, if you guys haven't seen Marion Cotillard's Oscar acceptance, please, please look please it look it up. It's just so actress, incredibly it's charming, lovely, very yeah. joyful. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I think I think wigs would be good for this movie. Yeah, we're gonna movie? need wigs. It's a movie. This yeah. is a full
1: feature. <laughs> is a full feature. <laughs> it is. It really really talk about a trance. I mean, you're an yeah, hour and 20 minutes in, in the same two lanes again.
0: Um, I was just thinking it would be fun to have casting directors on <gasps>
1: for an episode. Cause oh. we do
0: this casting segment. It'd be fun to like chat with people. I would are- love that.
1: I, I, I think I find casting directors the most interesting and we know several of them. Yes. The most interesting people, often very good actors themselves. I know. What is that? I, I, I feel like the best actors I've ever seen have been like when a tired casting director is like, great. So I'll just read the lines with you. And then they're amazing. I know it's so lady birds. Like
0: I could be an actor. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, totally. Like if you know about people, Right. And that's just like a skill for both places. That makes a lot of sense. Um, come on up. What's the drama? You She's got on one
1: cut. leg up. She looks ready to Jason, hop.
0: The, dear listener, J, the truth is that Jason went to Taco Bell and Lady Bird <laughs> doesn't understand why she wasn't involved.
1: I think the biggest heartbreak of, of my, Anna, oh, I think my, the, Ann? my Anna. I think the biggest heartbreak of mine and Anna's um, uh, career as, as podcast artists has been at one point. Remember when KFC put out like an interest in like being a sponsor yes. and you and I were like, I mean, we, that is it exactly was like before
0: the email even came in. We were responding. <laughs> right. Yes.
1: And then they didn't go with us to, to our devastation.
0: The thing is, whoever works in the KFC podcast wing, I had to have looked at us. I and know. Said no. I was like, you didn't even know what you had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even know. It was so funny because the people at Forever Dog were like, because some people don't want to eat that shit was basically.
1: Right, right. We're like, we are, we're beasts. We will eat it. I was like, what is heaven? Um... Anna, thank you for letting me share this story with you. Today.
0: Andrew, thank you for sharing it. It was one of that I'm, I have to say like, it wasn't one of my favorites, but it's nice to hear like a good straight up and down scary stories to the little dark yes. story that I, we'd forgotten about.
1: Yeah. Um, has anything spooky happened to you this week?
0: Yes. Okay. Um, the, again, the, the spooky thing that happened was something that I decided to watch on purpose. <gasps> good. But I, I don't know. Maybe you remember me talking about how scared I am of the movie, the ring Yes, that I saw it in ninth grade against my better judgment. I knew it would be too scary, but I went because TJ Bellow who had a big crush on was going in a big group and I wanted to make him my boyfriend. <laughs> it worked <laughs> and I didn't sleep for a month. Oh um, my God. I, and I was just, I didn't watch anything on VHS for years after that, no which was way. okay. Cause it was 2002. Right, like it right, was, right, right. The DVD was coming to life and, <laughs> uh, Truly changed. I like, I was like, I think I just can't ever watch it again. And Tommy doe, who's this amazing comedian, reductious writer. So fucking funny. He was a Disney on ice dancer for a long time. That
1: is such great news.
0: He rocks, but he posted, he'll do this. He posted something horrible that some crazy person posted on social media. And then in response posted a scene from the movie, which is a Brian Cox's death scene.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I don't know if you remember. I didn't know he was in this movie anyway. And that I was like, I guess I have to go back and watch The Ring, and I did, and I have to say, it didn't scare me as much as I thought it would, and I think it's one of my favorite movies ever.
1: It's a great... I mean, it's a really, really well-done scary movie. There's one jump scare, maybe two.
0: There are startles. There are jump startles where it's like unnecessarily on a transition, it'll be someone like slamming a pot down. Right. Um, But I, I think it's an amazing movie, and I actually with very few movies. I don't know if you ever have this, Andrew, where you finish watching a movie and then you're like, again, I need to watch again. Yeah. I had that with it. Wow. Um, I also paid for it <gasps> it's because I was like, I feel like, cause I like horror movies yeah. and I want to write like a comedy horror at some point. And like, I was like, I'd like to have this to refer back to. And then I saw that it's free on YouTube right now. So people it's can free follow- on YouTube. It's free on YouTube. It's a, I, I mean- guess if you have YouTube, I pay for the no ads because I use it so much at work. Oh, yeah, But like, um, it go watch it. It, It was not so scary, but it was
1: just scary enough. That is, uh, it really is an excellent movie. I will say, I dropped my pen. Okay. Um, um, I will say there, I forget whether it's from the ring one or the ring two, but um, there's a shot of a classroom and on the, on the blackboard in the background, it has the agenda written for the day. And the agenda is like nap, snack, look at trees. And I was like, that's my perfect day. Um, this is
0: everyone's career goal <laughs> is to know. have that be
1: your day. Um, what about you, Andrew? You okay. Happen? Oh no. I feel, okay. I, I don't know that this is. I'm having a hard time distinguishing what emotion to take away from this story that I'm going okay. to tell you. You may have seen it. I, I, I tweeted about it. Um, I got my physical at the beginning of the week. Humble mm. brag. Yep. Uh, and I have, as we've talked about on the pod before, I have notoriously deep veins. Since I've been a very little kid, when I I give blood, when I get a blood test, it takes like 9 to 12 sticks to try and find it. Um, the, the, the one time that has, that a nurse has gotten it right. The first time, um, was a very old, very wise woman in New York city. And, uh, I told her like, uh, ah, it's, don't worry about it. It's going to take a lot of, it's going to take a lot of tries. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. And she pulled out a charm and said, let's let St. Agatha guide the needle. Yes. Did I tell this story already? You did.
0: we we'll put $20 in the Chris Ryan jar.
1: Right. But I love that story. Um, but so I was getting my blood taken again and a totally new situation, all young nurses. And I thought like, Oh, this might, this might be a thing. Mm-hmm. So I said to the one nurse, like, here's the situation. I have very deep veins. She gave it a try, like trying to find it. She was like, I feel, she was like, I, I'm not going to stick you unless I know where the vein is. So I'm so sorry. Um, then she was like, but I'll tell you what. And I, this was not the, this was not the man's name, which is for privacy. But, uh, as she left, she was like, let me get Rafi. She said it kind of <sighs> ominously. And I was like, Oh, oh God. So in comes Rafi, who's like this huge tattooed guy, which eh, I mean, it was, just, it was eight o'clock in the morning, but I suddenly was like, Oh, okay. I'm, Oh, I'm suddenly ready to joke and everything, you know? Yeah. Um, and as I'm telling him about, I was like, so don't worry if you need to, if you need multiple tries, like blah, blah. I'm telling him the St. Agatha story. I'm like halfway through it. And he goes like, well, you can call me St. Agatha because we're all done here. Anna. As I told him the story, he had found the vein, had taken all the blood samples, and had already wrapped the, the band aid on the arm. I had no awareness that it had even happened. He found it in one try, which I hate to say it was hot <laughs> in a way. Yeah. In a way that was like not, I, I mean, I don't mean it in like a lascivious way. It was just men like men aren't
0: hot anymore. And no. that is, that's a hot man.
1: That was, and it was like, <laughs> You know how people talk about in, like, the turn of the century how people would get the vapors? Like, that's what happened to me in that moment. (laughs) And it's like, I don't even know that I could tell you what this person really looked like. Like, It sounds like he wasn't any sort of, like, credentialed
0: medical worker. It's just a man who paints across the hall. That that,
1: that was a thought that I had. And now I am, like, I I, I was just astounded by that whole experience. It felt supernatural.
0: That is... Andrew, I just had to like close my eyes. I yeah, could, I was so shocked. It, That's so amazing. You had no idea. I
1: had no idea. The f- he was hypnotizing you. I, that was a, that wasn't the thought I had, and and it, and it wasn't like, like I think. I mean, some people on Twitter were like, "Well, you were like starry eyed at this answer. and it's like, no, I don't even. I don't even think. I can't even say specifically what he looked like or whether he was handsome, there there was just like a whole energy about this person. And then I had a thought of like, well, it was St. Agatha. (laughs) Like St. Agatha was like, I'm going to appear through this large tattooed man and I'm going to find that needle.
0: See, this is an angel story again. Yeah, It sucks when you realize that the God of the, uh, New Testament is real and working <laughs> through um, Rafi.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. So I'm very appreciative. Uh, Rafi, if you're listening, you'll have no idea because your name's not Rafi. Um, <laughs> that man does
0: not listen to podcasts. I can say that with a straight. Uh, There's no <laughs> Oh way. my gosh. This man wakes up at four in the morning and goes for a river
1: swim. That is exactly it. That is exactly <laughs> this it.
0: Is, that is so amazing. I
1: will say, Anna, he had a tattoo of the pyramid on his forearm, which I was also like, well, that is also very hot to me for some inexplicable reason that like illuminati style? No, it wasn't like it wasn't like there was no eyeball or anything. It had it had kind of like another obelisk at the top of the pyramid. Might huh. have been a cross. It was like very much like a pyramid with like dunes around it and then like some sort of maybe an onk or something coming out of the top.
0: I need to go to your doctor so I that I so. can tell them that I have deep
1: veins, so that they can get them, and then I can just write a book about this. <laughs> and then, and then this was the other kind of oh, he fist bumped me, which also was like, uh, it, it, it's like, have you ever watched the other two? It feels yes, very yes, much like yeah, that kind the of roommate, thing. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, but I also the doctor was really great. It's nice to find a general practitioner who like you don't feel awful about. God, um,
0: yeah, they, that's amazing. Yeah, so, so it was uh, it
1: was a it was a spooky good thing that happened. Yes. this Yes,
0: sometimes. Things that are scary are also hot. That's true. That's
1: true. Take that from this. Um, But Anna, thank you so much for another wonderful episode. And to spend time with you is such a treat.
0: I am literally addicted to it. (laughs) Being in person with people is
1: good. It is like it's a it's a contact high. Is that what that means? What's a contact high? (laughs) (laughs)
0: A contact high is from being around
1: weed. It makes you high. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry.
0: No, but you're right. This is a different kind of contact high where having human contact gets you high. Uh, There we go. This is great. We Um, invented it.
1: And if you're looking... I mean, listen, we... I don't know what, how that transition was going to work. Um, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter yes. at scary story underscore pod. We got merch now, Anna, we
0: got merch. Now you can buy it. Yeah. Put it on your body or house.
1: Some of you have been sending pics. We'd love to see the merch pics. It makes me feel so powerful when you send us your merch pics. I love it. And also I'm so delighted. Uh, bats Langley, who, who is the very talented illustrator and artist who did our, um, cover art it like looks beautiful on mugs and things?
0: It does. Um
1: and yeah, there'll be new designs coming. I mean, Ann and I insane. are churning out catchphrases left and right. We are we uh, need a catchphrase manager. <laughs> I know. I know. Um and also you can read transcripts of the episodes. Uh the link for that will be in the description of this podcast wherever you're getting it, I think. Yes. Um and you can or you can go to the Forever Dog podcast website and get it there. Uh oh, and one other thing you can do
0: Get Get out out. Forever
1: Dog This has been a Forever Dog production Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod Is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe
0: Cilio And Alex Ramsey Produced by Tracy Soren Original theme music By Chris Ryan Cover art by Bats Langley to listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.